Welcome to the Black Hereford Chronicles with Jen Hill. Join me for insightful conversations and interviews about our cattle industry. Here we discuss the shared struggles and successes of this life we've chosen as ranchers. Here, we seek to learn from the experts around us, eager to grow and challenge the accepted. Here we are, the Black Hereford Chronicles. I've got a couple of sale reports to start off with. The JM sale was February 4th down in Tennessee. They sold 16 Black Hereford lots, averaging $4,300. And then eight Black Hereford female lots, averaging just over $2,000. The JNN sale down in Lawrenceburg on the 11th sold 91 bulls, averaging just over $4,800. This episode is sponsored by PLC Farms. Thank you so much to Philip Carpenter and PLC. They have been wonderful supporters of the show, and I am so grateful. Make sure that you've taken a peek at what they've got going down there in Breckenridge, Missouri, where they are committed to offering high-quality homo and heterozygous black Herefords. The home of Sea Miles Ahead and Red Killer, those are genetics worth looking at. You can chat with Philip about their program by giving him a call at 660-646-4794 or email him at pcfarm1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. There's a lot of ways to sell seed stock these days. 20 years ago, you had some private treaty sales, but most bulls were being sold through in-person auctions, either through a production sale or a consignment sale. Then, as technology grew and changed, we saw sales adapt as well. And when COVID hit, well, things got really interesting with a lot of operations trying new ways to market. As it's become even easier to sell online, that platform has grown exponentially. Shoot, even Big Iron is doing eBay-style livestock auctions now. But there's a cool way to meld the two worlds of production sale and online. And that's an internet bull sale. I snagged some time from our very own Mark Ibsen, who is prepping for his own sale in a couple of weeks, to talk about what it takes to make an internet sale work. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. I have brought back a previous guest to kind of delve into a new topic with you guys. And I'm I'm pretty excited about the information that we're going to dig into today. So Mark, you've been on the show before. But give us, just for those that that didn't tune in, kind of give us the brief background of who you are and what you're up to. Okay. We are known as Ibsen Cattle Company. We're located in southeastern Idaho, right in the very, very corner of the state. We run Hereford, Angus, and Black Hereford cattle. Uh, We have about 100 mother cows total. We run about a thousand acres of ground, including pasture and some public lands. Uh, we're all registered and we fall calf. So we're the odd bunch in, in this valley. All our neighbors are calving right now and complaining and I'm sitting back just enjoying life. I would be sending them pictures of me like kicked back with a cup of hot cocoa saying, mm, must be rough right now. Yeah. So that's that's the the short and sweet about us we've been i've been in the registered cattle business all of my life uh, my father was in the registered cattle business uh, before that 
Uh, we run on uh, ground that has been, some of our ground was homesteaded. So it's been a family tradition for about four generations. And uh, we love where we're at, even though it's cold and snowy, but uh, it is what it is. Well, it's probably easier to love in like June and July when everybody else is sweating. Oh, man. We we have beautiful summers and beautiful grass. And I was always told that, that the first guy that brought a plow into this valley should have been shot. But uh, we are grass country, but we do try to farm a little bit. So uh, uh, it, it's, it's a pretty area. We uh, are being pushed pretty hard by recreation. And so that's a, a detriment for us. But... Uh, we all can get along if we if we stay on the own side of the fence. So you guys are in a pretty crazy time of year right now, gearing up for your annual bull sale, March 7th. So it seems like a good time to kind of just visit about your sale and putting on a sale in general and all the things that go into that. I think there's a lot of producers that dream about having their own sale. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. And the way you guys have done it is is pretty intriguing. So your sale is an online sale. Why did you decide to go that route versus a more traditional in-person production sale? Well, let me go back quite a few years and, and fill you in on some history. When, when I first came home from college in the 80s, that was our dream. We wanted to have a production sale. We wanted to be big enough to have that and in those days 40 head or 50 head was plenty to justify an auction and so we started out having our own production sale we sold 50 head of cattle um, it was the traditional auction with an auctioneer and, and a couple of ring men and and uh, that's how we started out and then we found out that man, it was awful hard because we didn't have our own sale facility. We had to use the county fairgrounds. And we moved we moved panels in for a week and had our sale, and then we took a week to clean up and then tried to deliver, and it just seemed like it was an awful lot of work, and uh, I was alone. My kids were still quite young and, and not able to help, and, and so it got to be more than I could handle. So we went back to selling private treaty uh, and then we grew out of that and decided that uh, bull tests and consignment sales were more conducive to what we were doing so we went that route for quite a few years and, and had quite a bit of success but i always had that dream of having our own sale and, and the more we did the bull test and the consignment sales as i was talked to buyers and 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 I would uh, do my pre-sale phone calls. I found out that the buyers remembered the bull sale that they bought them from, but they did not remember us. And so I went about 10 years without building any customer base or any loyalties. And that got to be frustrating. So um, Becky and I sat down and we decided that we needed to, to go in a different direction. 
we had moved from spring calving to fall calving at that time uh, because I was working off the ranch uh, and was gone 14 hours a day to my off-farm job. And we could not calve in January in, in this environment uh, any longer. So we went to fall and that kind of killed us for the bull tests. So we decided we needed a a different out or a different marketing strategy. And we looked around and one day I happened to see uh, an online sale and I thought we can do this. And from there, it just kind of grew. We found a platform that we liked and we ventured off into uh, the online bull uh, production sale, much to everybody's uh, joking and laughter and ridicule. Um, I have a son who is heavily involved in in uh, journalism and uh, bull sales, and he just thought I had fallen off the turnip truck and hit my head. He thought I was just absolutely the stupidest move I had ever made. But we didn't have enough cattle to justify uh, 50 head just is not enough to justify the cost of, of putting on a, a production sale with uh, ringman, auctioneers. And it was getting to the point that everybody was having an internet presence of some kind. And so uh, the costs were just prohibitive. And we did not, still did not have the facilities to have a, a sale ring on the farm. So we went strictly online, and this will be our 10th year of doing it. Uh, when we first started, uh, our buyers were hesitant. Um, we had to talk a lot of them through. Uh, it'll be okay. It's very easy to do. Um, don't, don't sweat the big stuff. And as we have grown, they have grown with us. We find that our that our customer base now are are quite young buyers. They're busy cattlemen. Uh, I've had guys buying bulls while he's coaching a basketball game. I've had guys buying bulls while they're sitting in the calving barn waiting for the heifer to calve. Um, so it, it suits the very very busy ranchers that don't have time to leave. And come and visit. They can they can buy online, and and we've worked very hard to make sure that they are very satisfied with with the results and 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 on their purchases. So I thought it was really interesting that you said doing the consignment sales, you felt like you weren't really building up that customer base and that kind of brand loyalty that we all need so badly. That had to have made it extra terrifying jumping into doing your own sale. How did you go about making sure that people would hop on? Um, blind faith. <laughs> we, we decided when we decided to do it, we made an extra effort to contact our buyers, explain what we were doing. Um, we uh, knew that, that through coaching and, and talking with our son that that 
we couldn't just jump on the internet and expect people to find us. We had to go out and we had to develop that customer relationship. And we had that with a few people. But again, a lot of those buyers were loyal to the sale that they were going to and not so much loyal to us. And so we had to do a lot of work to convince people that, that hey, you've been buying our bulls and they've been working, but will you come and follow us instead of following that consignment sale? And and that we lost some buyers and we gained some buyers, but it uh, it was mostly a lot of nerves and a lot of uh, just unknown when we first started. It was very scary. Um, I had a great banker that would that told me not to worry, that he would be with me through thick and thin, and uh, he'd be happy to farm my ranch if if I failed. So. <laughs> um, that's that's how we started. You're the second seed stock guy to thank their banker that I've heard in the last year. You guys are starting to make me a little nervous. I've had a great your banker is probably your most important <laughs> friend, and I have a I have a great banker. I I cannot. Maybe he's a little too nice to me sometimes. He can let me get into tr- some trouble, but um, he was he was very supportive and and encouraging and just said if you feel like this is important and you can do it then go for it and that's what we did and and we started small we i think the first couple of sales that we had we only sold um about 30 head um when we first started we did not sell females because we had moved to a fall calving uh protocol and when we did that, we lost the majority of our female buyers, and it took us about probably 10 years. Probably the last five years, we finally started getting those female buyers back, and they're accepting the fall calving program, and more and more breeders are going to fall calving. And so uh, when we first started our online production sale, we sold 25 to 30 bulls is all we sold. And and so we've just kind of steadily got back up to our max and and added females and and just trudged on. And it's still scary. You put all your eggs in one basket and it is a scary uh, situation sometimes. Walk me through what sale day looks like for you guys. I know that you still host a lunch. So why do you do that? And what are you guys busy doing on that day? So we have two different types of buyers. We have we have our out-of-area buyers who are so far away that they trust our videos and our pictures and our and and how we represent the cattle. And they buy strictly online. They they never come to the place. They're too far away. Then we have buyers who uh, are within three or four hours away, and and they like it because they can pick the day that works for them to come and look at the at the cattle. Uh, starting about a month prior to the sale, we usually have uh, four to five visitors a week come and walk through the bulls. It's a one-on-one situation. It's very, very much like a, a private treaty situation 
We've built great relationships with those guys. Uh, they enjoy the uh, non-pressure uh, day that they can spend with us. And we usually end up uh, the day having dinner or lunch together and talking about what they saw. And, and, and I'm always asking them, what, what did you like and what didn't you like? And what do you think I need to be doing different? with our breeding program to make it work for you. And they like that. Then we have our local buyers who, um, they come out the day of the sale. And, and when I say local, we have, they're within an hour or an hour and a half from, from here. And they like to come on sale day. We host a little lunch uh, here at the house in the garage. Uh, we try to make it as as close to a regular production sale as we can make it because that's what they're used to. Uh, we feed them. They walk through the bulls. Uh, if they have any questions on getting registered for the sale, we can help them there. We have computers set up, and uh, we can help them do that, or we help them on their phones and, and get them uh registered and, and ready to go. And then they go home that afternoon and uh, start bidding. So that's the reason we started having the lunch when we only added that probably, I don't know, six years ago, um, because we found more and more were wanting to come on sale day for some reason. Uh, the beauty about the online sale is if you have a guy that's calving and he's having a horrible day and it's your sale day, they probably aren't going to come out to the sale or they're going to send a bid or, you know, it, it's inconvenient for them. Uh, I always have guys tell me, man, I lost two calves while I was gone to that bull sale and it was expensive. With our sale, they don't have to do it. They can slip away for an hour and get right back to the cabin barn. They'd have somebody, you know, watching while they're gone. Um, it's it's very conducive to the busy cattlemen. Like I said, I've had guys that have bought while they've been sitting, they're, you know, they're bidding while they're sitting in their cabin barn. And uh, they like that. One of the things that I am hearing from you that appeals to me is it sounds like you're really able to develop those relationships with your customers, similarly to a private treaty setup. You know, one of the private treaty can be a, a pain, but one of the benefits of it is you really get to know your customers because you're spending a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with them. Whereas in a big production sale where they're running 200 bulls through, you may not have a whole lot of time with that operator. So I think that's, it, it's a really interesting way to be able to combine both the one day sale and still getting to know those customers. It is. And and again, when they come out, we'll schedule, you know, they'll call in advance most times and say, are you free this afternoon? And, and we'll tell them, uh, we have some guys coming today, maybe tomorrow would work. How about that? And we give them that option and, and we want to spend as much time, especially uh, new buyers. We want to spend as much time with them and find out what they want and what they need because not everybody needs the same type of bull. And 
and it helps us to develop that and we can show them the things that we like about a particular bull and and talk over what they're seeing and um and develop that relationship with them the other thing that we do is when when we deliver the bulls we try to to spend some time with them at their place looking at cows and calves or looking here or or looking at their yearlings and letting them tell us what their program is and what their goals are and making sure that we have the product that matches what they need. And I've had to tell some guys, maybe our bulls just aren't quite what you need. And that's difficult because you never want to send a buyer down the road, but you also don't want to put a bull in a guy's hand and have a bad result. I want to tell you about a wonderful sponsor of this show, Peter's Farm Black Herefords, down in Hamptonville, North Carolina. Peter's Farm is all about hardy bulls, docile cows, and sturdy calves. They believe in making Black Herefords the breed of the future and their role in it. Peter's Family Farm started with F1s and has built a great herd of cattle, always striving for constant growth and improvement. Lucky us, they have bulls and heifers available right now. Head on over to Peter's Farm Black Herefords, that's all one word, dot com, and check out what they've got going. You can also give Bobby a call at 704-928-8458. So you guys are using Ranch HQ as your auction house this year, correct? That's correct. How do you go about picking? There's so many choices these days. There are. There are. So when we started, we started with the platform and there was there was probably nine or 10 sales during March on this platform. And uh, we wanted, when we looked at picking a platform, there's, there's, there's a a huge variety of of platforms out there that you can pick from. And if you're in the, if you're in the show world, it's even, it's even greater. The The show pigs, the show lambs, the show steers, they'll have six or seven sales a day and three or four different companies that are representing them. And, and so we looked at a, at a platform that would allow us to do a lot of the data entry ourselves that would give us the control that, that we wanted and let us kind of run it as our sale. We didn't want to just turn it over to somebody and, let the chips fall where they may. We wanted to be in control of our destiny. So when we first started looking, that's that was our number one goal is we wanted to be in control. We wanted to put our own data in. We wanted to be able to know the buyers that were registering for our sale so that we could, uh, if we hadn't talked to them prior, that we could contact them and talk to them um, prior or during the day of the sale. So that was our goal. And we found a company and we went with them and gradually over the years, they have got away from the online production sale part of their business. And we found that that there was only two, two of us left on that sale site. 
and they didn't want to update their their uh, systems and and their uh, equipment because it wasn't lucrative enough to do it. And so my son, who is an IT graduate, said, Dad, I think I can do this. And so a year ago, right after last year's sale, he started writing this sale platform. And with the help of a lot of good friends, we have done several beta tests. And and between Tanner and, and Becky and I, I think we've come up with a with a sale platform that's going to be awful good. And uh, so that's where Ranch HQ has developed. Uh, I'm very impressed with with what he has done and and where he's gone with it. I if if somebody is looking for a a, a platform to do this, I would highly recommend uh, looking into it. Uh, again, there are others out there that that will do all the data input for you if that's not your bag of tea. Uh, but it's better if you have control in your hands, I think. So that's where Ranch HQ has come from. Um, but I, I am excited and, and looking forward to it. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about an important piece that comes before your sale, and that's your catalog. And I've got your sale catalog right here, and it is beautiful. How important do you feel like that catalog and having a well done and a, a solidly presented face out there is to the success of your sale? Well, when we first started the online sale, first couple of years, we felt like, well, if it's online, then an online catalog should be sufficient. And people would come to the place and I'd hand them a, a piece of paper that I'd print off from a spreadsheet and they'd look at it like, hmm, that's, this isn't very professional. This doesn't look very good. So after a couple of years of feeling like something was missing, we decided to do our own catalog. And over the years, we've decided that that is one of the major pieces of of making our sales successful, and so uh, we try to we try to copy a regular production sale as close as we can do, uh, and still keep it completely online. We hire a photographer to come in, and we set up a picture pen. We do videos. We do uh, stills. Uh, we send uh, our information. I have a template built, and we send our information to a designer, and she designs the catalog for us. This has probably been the uh, we've stayed with uh, with Moxie uh, printing or design for probably seven years now, and she does a tremendous job for us, and it, and it's well worth everything that that it costs us. And then we go to a professional uh, printer, and they print it and mail it. We developed our own mailing list, and and that's where uh, having control of the sale site is important because we can develop our own mailing list. We don't have to mass mail 
uh, depend on on uh, a publication to uh, get our catalogs out. We can directly market uh, and send out our catalogs to our buyers. So and how are you deciding important. who gets those? Um, we've built that we've built that list from from uh, being about seventy five people to to I think we mailed out over three hundred catalogs this year. Um, we've built that from contacts um, from people signing up for our sale. Um, we have on our our uh, in the catalog and on our website. If they want a catalog to request one and we'll send it to them and we then we put them on our mailing list. And it is a way that when a when a rancher's looking at our catalog, we have their complete attention. It's better than any advertising you can do in a publication. It's better than than a flyer. It it's their um time that they have that we have their complete attention and so the more attractive it is the uh is critical it has to it has to keep their attention from the first bull to the very last animal uh we have to have uh it has to be professional we have pictures of every lot in there because we have one chance to impress somebody and that's the first chance that they look at that bull and so uh, if if we don't have a good picture, then we've already lost the game. So we try to have good pictures, and that's where a professional photographer comes in. And, and so we set up to have the bull. We're not professional fitters. And so they're not they're not done as nice as some of the some of them are, but we still clip them and and, and get them cleaned up and run them through a picture pen and and try to have them so our videos and our pictures are at least done professionally i think that that pendulum is kind of shifting back a little bit it seems to me that i'm getting more and more catalogs that are a little less primped than maybe they were 10 years ago i i think we've seen kind of the cattlemen say you know what i i need to have at least some idea what this animal might actually look like minus all the hairspray I, I agree. So the worst thing that I can do is send a bull to deliver a bull to a guy and unload him. And he, he looks nothing like the picture that we photoshopped and and put in the catalog. We we tell our, our photographer no photoshopping, no adjustments. They do edit the videos so that, that it's uh you know that, that it's it's 30 to 45 seconds of, of, of the bull and not a bunch of, of uh, the stuff that goes on in between. But we don't want to, fo- we don't do any photoshopping. We want the bull to look or the animal to look exactly and be represented exactly how they are. So, um, yeah, I think that's a trend. I think people are tired of the fluff and puff and, and uh, they just want to see what the bulls are. One of the things that really stands out to me in your catalog is your footnotes. Those things are like mini novels. <laughs> I love it. But how long does that take you? Oh, I spend hours. My wife tells me that 
She goes, you don't have to write a novel on each bull, bull. just a few quick sentences. And I said, but I've got to describe these bulls. I don't have the opportunity when a bull comes in the ring at a, at a, at a, a normal sale to grab the mic and say, look, guys, look at the good points on this bull. I don't get that option. So I have to, I have to have, I have two places in the catalog and the footnotes and, and on the sell site, there's a place that I can put footnotes. And, and so uh, going back to my, my collegiate judging years, um, sometimes I get a little wordy, but I enjoy doing it. And it does take me hours. I spend, I spend probably three weeks putting, putting the template together to send over to uh, the designer. And so you gotta, you gotta, I could write, a page on every bull i'm afraid and i have to limit myself uh, to bring out the good points i also have to realize that a lot of guys they would rather just see the good points and not hear all of the of the uh judging team uh lingo and so i kind of mix a little bit here a little bit there but i try to describe the bull the as I see him. And so um, I sit at my desk and I picture the bull in my mind and I describe him as I type and then I go back and edit it. And and that's how I do it. Well, I'll tell you, to me, it conveys that you know your bulls deeply. You know, it's not just a number. It's not just something you've looked at a couple of times. It shows me that you are boots on the ground, that you know what those boys are doing. And even if I decide that, well, you know, I don't want to hear the the judging jargon, just the fact that you have taken the time to write so much that you know them that well speaks volumes to me. Well, we're, this is a mom and pop outfit. It's Becky and I and a little help. Uh, they help once in a while, but we're in the pen. Uh, we hand feed them. We're in the pen with them twice a day from the time they're weaned until, uh, sale time until they leave the place. Um, we know their personalities. We know the things that we like about them. We know, uh, the things that we dislike about them and, and, and we're always talking. Um, you know, I'd like to change. 915's back leg a little bit, or I'd like to thicken this bull up a little bit, or I'd like to uh, stretch him out just a little bit through his ribs or give him more belly or, or what. And so we discuss them. And, and by the time we get to uh, December, when I'm putting the catalog together, I pretty well have an idea of, of, of each bull. We don't have so many that I can't keep them uh separated and and straight and and every once in a while i'll go back out and i'll look at them and think you know i described that one just a little bit uh not well enough or maybe i embellished a little bit and and uh over described him and so i'll i'll go back in and before i send it on to the designer i'll go in and, and edit and and get it i try to get it just the way i want it before it ever goes over to her one other thing in your catalog that catches my eye is your customer reviews. Why'd you decide to go ahead and throw those in there? Uh, I've always I've always liked other catalogs that do that. 
and and so um, I think it's I think it's a good marketing technique to let other people know what people think about our organization and our and our outfit. I when we deliver bulls, I'll ask people, uh, would you mind just stating something simple? Um, or we just get them out of the clear blue. Uh, we'll get a picture and and a note. Uh, you know, that heifer we bought just had a calf. Everything's great. We sure love her. Her udder's okay. Uh, she's a great mother. Uh, looking forward to next year. And and so we save those and and we just kind of insert them here and there where we have room in the in the catalog. I think it also reminds us to follow up with those customers. You know, if you know you're going to be asking them to help provide a review, that means you better be talking to them and following up with them on how things are working out. Yes. Um, I probably don't talk to them as much as I, as I should, but we, we try to, uh, of course, when we deliver them, we talk to them when, uh, about the time the bulls are coming home uh, in the fall, we kind of know our customers well enough that we know if they're pulling them in 90 days or if they're one that will leave them out for, for three or four or five, six months. Uh, but I always try to call about the time they're bringing the bulls in in the fall to make sure that, that the bull worked. Uh, ask, And I always bring up the subject. Did you have a problem with the bull? Was he injured? Did he complete the season? And and I've actually talked a couple of guys into taking our uh, a credit on a bull that that has had an injury or that uh, for some reason they were disappointed in him. And and I do that to keep them happy. Customer relationship is vital in this business. And so we talk to them in the fall, and then again. Uh, as we get ready here, we start making phone calls and talk to them again and, and, or they call us at that time and, and go there. But I do like to talk to our customers and not have it at a time when we're trying to sell them something so that they hear from us without having a sales pitch going on with it. And I think they appreciate having, having that conversation with us. So 10 years in now, What's one thing you're hoping you will have improved this year with your upcoming sale as opposed to last? Um, I'm looking forward to the sale platform and and seeing how that uh, works. It's been a work in progress and I'm excited to see that uh, take off and how that's going to work that day. So that that's the big thing this year is is having the new sale platform. Um, we have our technician on site. So if we do have problems, uh, instead of making a, a panicked phone call to uh, somebody in Iowa that has that has closed the shop down for four hours and doesn't want to be bothered, uh, our IT guy will be sitting right next to me and and if we do have problems, we can correct that. So that's that's probably the big thing this year. Um, I always I always want to have the bulls better than as a whole 
than they were the year before. That's that's always been my goal. I want to have, uh, if we're selling 40 or 50 bulls, I want to have them all peas in a pod. And I've, that's that's been a goal since the time I started. And, and as much as I'd like to say that we've hit that, we still have some work to do. Um, so each year our goal is to, uh, that uniformity is, is important to us. All right, Mark, plug that sale. Tell us all about it, where we can find out more information and how we can get registered. Um, there are several ways you can, uh, go to EdsonCattle.com and, uh, look us up there and, and get hold of us there. Our phone numbers are there. We have a contact, uh, spot where you can just uh, type in your information and, and send it to us and we'll get a catalog to you. Uh, you can call us at 208-681-4794. Um, we're always willing to chat. My evenings are, are uh, from here on out to the bull sale. My evenings are devoted to the bull sale. Uh, I love this life. I love selling bulls. I love the, the people that we've got to know. Some of the greatest friends that I have are uh, repeat customers. We try to keep a high percentage of repeat customers, and, and that's important to us. Um, and that comes with time. Anybody who's getting into this business for the first time, um, that repeat customer is going to be what keeps you in the business. And they are critical. So do everything you can to uh, keep them happy and uh, let them know that, that they're important and that you're more interested in, in their success than you are in your success. One other thing that I would like to say, Jen, an online sale is for anybody. And and I say this particularly for our Black Hereford breeders because we have a lot of small breeders. They may only have 10 or 15 head of cattle that they want to sell, or they may only have four or five. But there is an online site for a company that will help you market your cattle. If that's the route that you want to go and you want to, uh, you know, you don't want to go consignment sales, you don't want to go private treaty, uh, you want to try an online sale, numbers are not the most important thing. And it's available to anybody. And you can make it as successful as you want to, as, as, and the more you put into your cattle, the more you make them look good, the more success that you will have in them. So make sure your pictures are good. Uh, if you're going to do this, um, I see a lot of videos where the bulls are walking and stepping over tree stumps. They're, they're stepping through uh, used and old farm equipment or they're walking in a corral with five or six other bulls that they're dodging in and out. And the guy's trying to run alongside of them with his cell phone. And you can see their their, their shadow in, in the video. Um, those are not, they're fine, but they're not professional. And So no agility course? Yeah. 
take the time to, we, we had a neighbor who had a big blue bus from a uh, local band and he parked it right in the background of our video pen. Oh no. And he was from three hours out of the area. And I, I had to call him and ask him, please, will you come and move your bus for me? Because every every bull, every picture, every video had this big blue bus in the background. So set your set up your pen, whether or not it's just you and, and a helper or whatever, but set your pen up so that you're showing that bull off and fill the fill the frame with that bull. Don't don't be 40 yards away and try to zoom in and zoom out. Uh, not everybody has to have a professional videoer or photographer but try to make your the worst thing you can do is have a bad picture or a bad video and uh so if you don't like and you don't want to look at the at the picture or the video you took i don't think your customers are going to want to look at it so take some time and and watch and develop go to a show and see how people set them up um learn talk to people there's a real art in the picture pen it is it is an amazing day i have people come and watch you know we talk about it uh when they come and see us and we talk about video day it is an art and it is a production and uh, good people in that pen are critical. Um, again, if you don't have, uh, if you just want to take a, a uh, quick video yourself, just make sure that your background is there so that your your main focus is on that animal that you're trying to show off. And, and it will help you tenfold. And get help. Because even, you know, we've done quick little videos for return customers that are wanting a sneak peek before we're actually offering stuff out and going out into the field by yourself and trying to get a video, you wind up running in circles around a bull that'll never stand right for you. Just grab someone else. It's so much easier with more than one person. It, it, it is. It's almost impossible. I've tried to take, I've seen bulls out or even cows out, not necessarily bulls, but I've seen cows when i'm out in the field and i and and they are posed perfect they are they've got their heads up their ears are forward their their back legs are are set perfect they're up strong on their front legs and i hurry and i jump out of the tractor and i get my cell phone out and as i get closer they walk away and uh, my wife when when we move cattle my wife's job is to take her camera and take pictures. And probably one out of every 50 pictures that she takes makes it to the save list and every, everything else gets deleted. And it is so nice now with digital cameras that it's instantaneous. I can remember a day when it was all film and you, you took four rolls of film and sent it off and threw every one of them away. <laughs> and and three weeks later, you're back out trying to get something taken that you, that you should have had before. So technology has been a wonderful, wonderful thing for uh, promotion and 
in the livestock business. But but get those get those videos and photos looking good. Well, all excellent advice, Mark. Ipsen Cattle Company internet sale is March 7th. So make sure you all get on there and check that out. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it, Jen. You're wonderful. I appreciate the show. I look forward to it every two weeks. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening. You can get in on the conversation over at our Facebook page at Black Hereford Chronicles, where we'd love to hear from you. Of course, don't forget to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 